apparently there are quite a few U.S. citizens. So this is the opposite from moving to the U.S. I'm talking about moving away from the U.S. now. So there are quite a few citizens, including some of my clients, who are trying to renounce their citizenship. But the embassies haven't fully reopened in, in certain cases. How is this being handled? Do you have any insight into that? Yeah. So, well, first of all, thank you for, for having me on again. And it, it's great to be able to, to talk to, to you and to other uh, people all around the world who might have U.S. immigration or migration type of questions. So it's nice to be here today. Um, to answer your question, yeah, this is a very interesting phenomenon that is actually happening right now that um, is not really the way it's supposed to be working because um, legally speaking, if, if an individual, a U.S. citizen wants to renounce his or her U.S. citizenship, they make an appointment at a U.S. embassy or a consulate abroad in the foreign country, and there's a process to go through. And it involves generally two or three different steps. And in most places, two appearances at the embassy the first time, uh, you make your appearance and you let the, the consular officer know that you want to renounce. They will then give you some time to think about it mm -hmm. because it's actually, a, of course, a very important decision and one that you generally cannot retract. So once it's set into motion and you decide you take the oath of renunciation, uh, it's, it's a done deal. And so generally, that's why you appear twice. And so generally speaking, this is a process. It, it's, a, it's a streamlined process that occurs. But what's happened, and it actually started during the former administration of, of President Trump, he kind of put the brakes on the whole renunciation process, because I think the perception from that administration is that there's a loss of tax revenue. So if mm -hmm. someone's going to renounce, well, why make it so easy for them to do so? Maybe they're doing this for tax reasons. Maybe they're doing this for reasons that don't benefit the U.S. government. So we don't necessarily need to help them fast track it. And mm -hmm. so everything kind of slowed down. And then the pandemic hit. And it was a good excuse for embassies and consulates under the former administration to basically put all of those requests at the bottom. Mm. And so they could say, well, we only have limited resources. Consulates and embassies are only open, limited capacity. We can only review certain number of cases a week. These are going at the bottom of the pile. And so that happened for, for quite a while but during the last year, things started to get back on track. Renunciation appointments were opening up um, at various posts around the world. I know uh, from just my personal experience dealing with cases in Europe, in several posts had opened. Um, South America, uh, same as well. Uh, Canada had just started to reopen. Um, so all around the world, there were openings happening, but certain countries, no. Um, I'm still getting uh, word from some of my clients and, and other partners that some embassies absolutely have a solid stop. Uh, mm. They're not doing them at all right now. And so, uh, you know, to answer your question, it's kind of a long winded answer. But um, but yeah, I, I think um, what can you do about it if you're trying to renounce? You can generally start the process the normal way. And if you start getting pushback, 
you know, speak to, um, you know, to Darren and he can reach out to us or speak to us and, and we can try to help you because we can, in certain cases, talk to the embassy and the consulate and see if there's a reason behind the scenes, what's happening, why is this going on? And if there's an urgent need for you to renounce, for example, uh, you know, some individuals may have to renounce to take a job with a foreign yeah. government in, in, a, in a certain country. So mm -hmm. there are reasons why this has to, has to move faster. And so if that's the case, we can try to intervene. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, some of the posts are just very slow and they're, they're trickling to a stop. Actually, Singapore is, is very slow. Yeah, yeah uh, very slow. Uh, from what one of my clients told me, it's, they're being told that it's not possible. But you're saying that if uh, that someone was to reach out to you, perhaps you, you can assist. Perhaps we can. We'd have to look at the case and, and, and the background yeah. and the timing. Um, but yeah, you're correct. Actually, the, the official policy, the latest that I've seen from, from Embassy Singapore is that um, it has stopped. They're not taking these cases right now. But there's actually no legal justification to do that. And so I guess the, my point of view is if you really want to push this, I think that you can push it. Um, it's just most people... Um, you know, they say, well, we'll just wait and come back six months later because there isn't an urgency. But if there is, yeah, definitely, uh, it, it's worth it to look at it. Right. Because it's, uh, my clients in Southeast Asia, especially if they're on track to get another citizenship, and as you know, most Asian countries only allow one. So they'll need to give up the U.S. one. So it's just like delaying that, that part of their life. I've also heard some of them discussing uh, some of the, you know, people in my network, they're discussing uh, getting in touch with embassies in other countries that appear to be open, particularly in Europe, which appears to be a bit more open as opposed to the Asian embassies. But at the same time, they're being told by those embassies in, I guess, certain European countries that, yeah, we'd like to help you, but we can only help you if you're a legal resident of the jurisdiction in which we are you know, an embassy. So I, I know one person uh, who is actually taking that extra step. They so want to get rid of their U.S. citizenship that they're pursuing residency in a given, I don't want to say which one it is, a given European country with a view as soon as they get it first day, they're heading down to the embassy to renounce their U.S. passport. Is that overkill? You, you know, you're absolutely right with that assessment too, because um, the whole concept about looking somewhere else, it's called forum shopping. And so you look for a different consulate or embassy to take your case. And so most of the time with any type of visa, if, if for example, if you get denied on a tourist visa in Singapore, some people will say, well, I'm going to try it in Malaysia or I'm going to try it in Indonesia. And so the consulates and the embassies, they know because they have all of the records. And so whenever they see someone hopping around to try to get a better decision, generally it doesn't, doesn't work. Sometimes you might get a, a more lenient ear that, that listens to you and it works out. But, um, but yeah, the, this whole concept of forum shopping, it applies to renunciations as well. It's mm. the same thing. Unless you're a resident in that consular district, <clears throat> you're generally going to have a difficult time getting them to accept you. The, the one way workaround um, with this type of situation is if, for example, if you travel in the summertime, you, mm -hmm. you might 
rent a place for two months, three months and plan to spend the summer there. Well, then now you have a valid reason for being there for an extended period of time. And most mm. embassies would be able to accept that argument. Okay, that, that, that's great to know. Now you mentioned, oh, you kind of hinted that uh, it's, it's, of course, normally an irrevocable decision. So you sometimes, uh, I know some embassies give you a cooling off period, so come back. Or some of them, I remember London, would they would do it immediately, so in one appointment. So I guess it depends on the consular official, depends on the embassy, depends on your situation. But are you aware of circumstances where someone's, I guess, efforts to renounce have been denied? And if so, generally speaking, what steps can one take to avoid any problems at the embassy? Yeah, you know, personally speaking, I mean, we've been doing this for a while and I've had many renunciations and, and also abandonment of uh, green card, abandonment of permanent resident status, which is similar uh, for mm -hmm. green card holders. But um, yeah, we've, I've seen a lot of different scenarios. I've rarely ever seen someone denied the, mm -hmm. the actual ability to go through the process. I've had individuals have a tough time uh, when they set out the process in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, we're, we can't get into too much detail here because this is really complicated on the tax side, as you know, and uh, and it deals with civil and criminal issues that come up if you renounce for certain reasons um, mm -hmm. and certain boxes aren't checked properly. Um, mm -hmm. But we've had individuals who have gotten off on the wrong foot with the consular officer and said a couple mm -hmm. of the wrong things. And right. so that leads you down a different road. And so you mm -hmm. might find an embassy less willing to take the case on without doing what's called administrative processing or further background review and checks. So mm -hmm. they may take your name. I mean, they're going to take anything you give them and they're going to say, okay, well, let, let us do a little bit of a research because based on what you said, I think we need to uh, figure mm -hmm. out if everything's working properly and we can do this. Um, and then they'll go back and do their own security checks. And so that may delay it for quite some time. So it is helpful mm -hmm. to just always do this the right way. Understood. Understood. Okay. So, so that's helpful to know. So I guess that's, that's another point to suggest that, Hey, if it is, you're going to make this huge decision, it's good to get legal advice. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.txt. Email us at help at htj.txt to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.